Okay, good evening, everyone. Good afternoon, good morning from wherever you're dialing in from. Uh, my name is Foster Awintiti Akugri, and I am your host for today's session of the Building Blocks webinar series. Uh, today, I'm very excited that we are back again after a short needful break. And we are going to be discussing how we are going to be exploring and trying to understand the building blocks of your customer business channels. And this is a continuation of the conversations we've been having prior regarding customer segmentation, regarding business model, canvas, and the various elements that come together to help you build a sustainable business. Today, I'm joined here with Naomi Kokuro, who is the founder of EMBI MPA, and also the, 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 this company owns a platform called um, Kaya App. And I'll be, we'll, be, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. I'm also joined with Kinsley Abroka, AKA Papa Kwame, who is the chief enabler and founder of Kudigo. Um, and it's going to be an exciting conversation, right? Um, if this is your first time joining in, this, 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 this webinar series feeds into a podcast, Go3TT, which is hosted on, on uh, Apple, uh, podcast is hosted on Google Podcast. It's also available on Anchor and a few other channels. Um, it's part growth with TT uh, webinar series or the building blocks webinar series, part of uh, the group with TT initiative, which I founded earlier this year. And this was as a result of uh, trying to, as a result of trying to explore and seek uh, new ways to 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 ex to expand my philanthropic interest and try to give back by paying for it through sharing knowledge and creating a forum a safe forum where we can learn from other entrepreneurs as well as other experienced people who have been through the paths that we are now treading or are currently in or about to or aspiring to tread and I hope you find this conversation as exciting as possible. The growth with TT platform intends to meet specific objective which includes inspiring and facilitating innovation by learning from example actively contributing to growing a generation of competent and passionate young leaders for the future and establishing a forum for knowledge and opportunity sharing one of which is what we are listening to today the building blocks uh, platform is basically created to stimulate conversations around the found foundations and fundamentals of leadership, business, relationship, politics, and entertainment. And no information to us is too little or irrelevant. And that is what these conversations seek to provoke. So do feel free to ask as many questions as you can. Uh, I recommend you just you make your notes down and wait, or you can drop uh, gems that you pick up from the conversations as the speakers share their thoughts and perspectives on the subject in the uh, chat box and we'll read them out loud when the time is, is right. Um, I recommend that if you don't have the floor, you keep your mic muted at all times so that we do not interrupt whoever is on stage. And please do well to, to respect everyone's opinion as we have this conversation. Make it a safe space as possible and be tolerant as possible, uh, but make sure that you do not shy away from asking any question. As I said before, no question is too silly. Today, we are going to be discussing understanding the building blocks of your business channel. And joining me once again is Naomi Koko, 
Uh, Naomi is also known or also known as Mami Kaya. Uh, she is a sales and marketing trainer, a social media marketing strategist, and the founder of EMB Ahimfie. She's also a Rotarian and the chief business development officer of Inca's Diagnostics. She also is a goodwill ambassador, a global goodwill ambassador, the country head for the DigiClan uh, Digi Africa, and a fellow of the Yali RLC West Africa. She's currently pursuing an MBA in marketing and has an HND and a degree in marketing with over 10 years experience in the field of focusing on social media marketing. Uh, Naomi founded EMBI which is a social enterprise, uh, which focuses on providing uh, a much more safer, sustainable, and enabling life for headquarters, also known as Kaya in Ghana. Um, she provides them with skills training, empowerment workshops, and runs a digital grocery shopping service called Kaya App. And so you can easily check out Kaya App or reach out to Naomi on all her social media handles at, uh, at the Kaya App or Kaya, Kaya Grocery App. To, to, to learn more about the platform and, and connect with her as well as you patronize the service. Naomi is very, very enterprised and she, with her vision to create decent jobs, which will economically empower women and help reduce inequality by employing Kaya, uh, by employing the Kaya, also known as the headquarters, to be grocery shoppers for individuals and organizations who cannot afford the time based on due to their busy schedules to perform these uh, routine errands. Her startup is among 100 meaningful SDG startups in the world. Naomi aspires to be the driving force behind women and to empower them to believe they can turn impossibilities into possibilities. Also joining us is the chief enabler and founder of Kudigo, Kinsley Abroka. Um, Kinsley is an entrepreneur with a passion for innovation carved out of a need to excel and to make impact. He founded Kudigo Inc. But before, prior to founding Kudigo Inc., he has been involved in the startup space for over 10 years. He founded two startups, one of which won Startup Weekend Accra. He went on to bootstrap his second to 100K annual revenue. Uh, an ever-present factor to the success and growth of Kudigo is the focus on teamwork and building and enabling technology within Af the African context. He believes in the path to growth and economic sustainability for the average African. Kudigo, which is the solution they offer, is a data-driven retail solution for micro, small, and medium uh, retailers across Africa. Their storefront solution currently powers over 7,000 retail businesses across Africa with an in-store, online, and WhatsApp commerce solution to manage and grow your business. You may want to check out more about Kudigo on kudigo.com, uh, I believe. I stand to be corrected, Kingsley. Uh, learn more about their solution and see how best it can power your business. His niche is in developing marketing strategies and creating impact-oriented brands, thereby contributing his quota to the business and social landscape where he finds himself in. Software development is his cradle, where he loves to play the most. He has been privileged to learn and work alongside the best brains in software development and startup superstars, as he says. He is a firm believer in mentorship. 
he believes in building businesses focused on institutions and not on personalities. His ultimate goal is to build as many businesses as possible and watch them grow with a penchant to impact society with love and positivity. Thank you very much, Kinsley. Thank you very much, Naomi, for making time to join us. I'd love to open the floor for you to share your first thoughts before we dive into the conversation. As the saying goes, ladies first, Naomi, the floor is yours. <laughs> ladies first, wow. I always say that competence first, anyway. Um, thank you very much. Um, thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I'm glad to be here and I'm ready to share my experiences over the past 10 years, what I know, what I've experienced, what I've come to realize so that others can also pick it up and then um, they can use it for their businesses. As well as I'm ready to learn. I'm here to learn as well because I don't know it all. So I'm also here to learn. And once again, thank you for this opportunity. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Naomi, for that succinct uh, opening. Kinsley, are you on the call? Hi, hi guys. Um, good afternoon. And it's a great pleasure to be here, um, to be on the same panel with Naomi and um, Foster. Um, I'm excited about the topic, and uh, I look forward to being able to share some valuable insights on our own experiences in handling some of these um, pertinent customer channel I mean, innovations to grow your business. So I'm excited to be here and I look forward to a very interactive session with everyone. Um, back to you, Foster. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to this conversation and the comeback of the Building Blocks webinar series after a short, long break, if you put it that way. Um, today, we are going to be talking about business channels, customer channels, as some may put it. Choosing a business model for your route to market as a business can be very, very challenging. Customer channels refer to how companies communicate with and reach its customer segments. And in our last conversation, we had guests speaking about customer segmentation. We also talked about value proposition and talked about business models in general. An organization can choose between reaching its customers through its own channels, either using B2C, which is like directly from the business to customers, or what we call B2B from one business to another business, then to the customer. So you can say a B2B to C, right? And, or a blend of both. And Kurigo is a great example of a company that uses a blend of both. And I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot from that perspective. So diving straight into today's conversation, we want to try and understand how you have been able to, through your experience leading your businesses, navigate through the gray of solving for finding the right blend of customer channels to reach the right audience and maximize profits whilst making the impact that you hope to make. The first part of this conversation is going to be focused on how do you find the right mix? Finding the right mix for your channel of channels to satisfy your customers uh, can be very, very challenging and very crucial to your business. It plays a role in the customer's experience. Knowing this, how have you effectively communicated 
your value proposition through the various customer channels? How did you choose them? Sorry, was well, that question was for me or for Naomi? <laughs> it's for the <laughs> 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 yeah, I was wondering. Okay, thank you. Right. Uh, I believe you are at different phases of your business. However, one way or the other, you've had to figure this out because it's a fundamental building block of building the business before you can even go to market. You're already yeah, so I, actually, yeah. Please go ahead and share. So, so um, thanks for that question, Imposter. Um, I think it's it's a, a there's not one answer to the question. Call um, the question is a question that you keep asking yourself as your business grows and evolves. For every business or product that you decide to churn out, it goes through phases, just like how we human beings, you know, you are born as a child, you grow up from an adolescent, and then you grow and then you die, you know. But then at the end of the day, at every stage of your business, these sort of um, tenets of how to get to your customers changes. And for us, what we realized was that the determinant of, okay, should I market to my customers on Facebook? Should I try to reach my customer support team through WhatsApp? Or should I do email? depends on the product you are offering and where your customers usually gravitate to. So a typical example would be for our storefront solution, which we build to be a solution that is used in the physical store outlet. Now, looking at it in that context, if assuming somebody is in the store and is using storefront and the person has a challenge, it's, it's, it's hard to see that person sending an email to support to get support for that particular issue they have. However, an easier channel would be WhatsApp, that you can WhatsApp a particular number and get responses right there and then. So in that particular context, the ideal channel to either reach these customers either for marketing or for support will be a WhatsApp-based sort of architecture as against an email-based architecture. As your business evolves and you launch an e-commerce platform like we did, at that point, you now see the need to try to plug in that email bit of because again, the sort of person who wants to trust an online buying process is somebody who has been used to it before. And that person would most likely have an email address. So trying to tie in stuff like emails and stuff like that becomes pertinent at that point. So it really gets to, I mean, you, you as a business owner or as a product manager, you need to look at it on a case-by-case -case basis. And you need to be very um, amiable to change. As in, if you feel that or if the data tells you that, the channel you are using is not working, change it. Don't wait till all goes bad, right? Because the more you change, the more you figure out what combination of channels or of tools you need to use to achieve that one single goal. There isn't one tool that works for everything. For us at Kudigo, we have like three different tools we use just to manage customer support. And we've tried to integrate all that in a way that helps us work efficiently. But without those three tools that we are using currently, it's very difficult for us to even do any marketing, do any lead generation, do any customer support, anything of that nature. So, I mean, it's evolving. It depends more on the customer and the product than the business itself. And when you look at those two things, the customer and the product, you will be able to find the right channels to use. And you should always be ready to pivot based on what the data tells you. Um, that is my take on it. Uh, I'm sure Naomi, you have a lot more to say on that. Um, I would say that you've said it all. However, let me just chip in something. It won't be good that I'm here and then I'm not saying anything. 
So um, I just want to share the scenario, um, like real life scenario, and then that those listening can understand the importance of business channels and finding the right way to communicate and understanding and just moving on. So when we started ENB Ahimsi's Kaya app, which is the digital grocery shopping services, to us, based on the previous research that we had done and where we were coming from, we believed all our customers were IT savvy. And so they would just buy in into our app and just be using it. Now, after we launched the app on the 18th of September in 2018, from 18 September to somewhere like November, we had just gotten just one order through the app. And then we were wondering what is wrong with us because we had actually marketed it. We, 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 had, we, we thought we understood our customers to be communicating to them in the right way. Until we had to go back to the table, my team and I, and then ask ourselves, why are we not getting customers? So we did a survey, a small feedback uh, um, Google form and sent round to people that we had targeted. That is our target market. And then we found out that the people that we thought were really uh, IT savvy, yes, they were IT savvy, but they were more comfortable using WhatsApp to communicate with us rather than going through the process of the app and then just uh sending their orders through the app that is where we found our mistake we didn't really understand the channel we had to communicate to we didn't really understand our customers we didn't really understand the product we were bringing onto the market and then we didn't understand how the customers were going to really receive it so understanding your business channel as Kinsley was saying is very very key you need to know you need in-depth research to really know which one are we using. Over the past two years, we have been using WhatsApp to communicate with our customers. We have a broadcast message of all our customers. We've divided our customers, targeted them into three main groups. We have the loyal customers, the seasonal customers, and the temporal customers. And each of them is being reached through WhatsApp. However, as time is moving on, we now realize that, you know what? There are some people that would want to us to reach them via personal selling. Uh, they want us to be there so that they can connect with us. So we, ha we are now planning on having, uh, um, uh, 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 let's say, working, working uh, centers around Kumasi where those that really want us to communicate with communicate to them personally can actually work to us and then we can also assess and satisfy their needs. So as a business, you need to do research, understand who the customers are, understand their characteristics in order to know exactly the business channel or the ways in order to communicate to them and actually know whether how you are communicating to them is effective and efficient because you might think that you are communicating to them. Now we are in the era of social media and you see everybody wanting to set up a social media account. That is cool. They want to be on Facebook. They want to be on Instagram. They want to be on Twitter. They want to be on LinkedIn. But ask yourself, my target audience, where are they? The program that you are doing, are they 
people that you would really find on Facebook or you will find them on Instagram. If you are doing, you are in a business that is more like, um, more pictorial graphics and everything, then you know that you should know by now that Instagram should be one of the best places that you can really be, right? Because that is where you get to showcase, especially if you're in the service industry, that is where you get to showcase. If your target is more of the professional people, then you should be looking at LinkedIn. So you need to understand your audience. You need to understand the business environment that you are getting yourself into. Understand your business in depth in order to choose the channel. Thank you, Costa. I think I'll end here so that we'll continue. Fantastic. Very, very, very important points you've, you've raised. Kisley, you are an enabler. You, you've created a platform. You've created a solution to help businesses manage their processes to be as efficient as possible. And most importantly, be able to migrate most of the informal businesses through helping them, enabling them build formal processes into the formal sector. How, how is Kurigo's solution helping businesses solve for, for, for the, their customer channels in terms of acquisition, in terms of retention? And, and how can businesses on this, on this, on this listening right now uh, leverage your solution to be able to solve this problem? And in the process of, of developing your solution, what, what were some of the things you identified in terms of business archetypes and the, and the type of channels that they need and the, and the type of interventions that they may have to put in place to maximize profitability for their businesses? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'll try and see if I can take it um, from the bottom up. So I'll talk first about um, how we approached, I mean, um, um, our customer acquisition and how we sort of learned whether the product we had conceptualized was actually fit for purpose. And in going through that journey, what we learned is that at least one key thing I personally learned is that as a tech person, you are not the one going to teach the business person how to do business. And so if you go there with the posture of a know-it-all and saying, oh, Antiquia, what you've been doing for the past 20 years is wrong, I'm here with something that will make it better for you, you will get a lot of pushback. Rather, what you want to do is go in there, be willing to listen, be willing to learn, and be willing to adapt your solution to suit their specific use case. So a typical example will be this. We've always said that, I mean, a lot of retail stores, like the provision store down your street, um, the kiosk down your street, everybody knows somebody who has a kiosk somewhere, right? And most of the people who man these businesses are, are not probably university graduates or MBA people or anything like that. But then you will go to that store and that person already has a way of tracking how they do their sales. It might not be the way you and I will prefer, but then they have a way of doing it. Most of them have a big notebook, right? Or a big um, class size book where they capture these data sets in a way that makes sense to them. Yes, by so doing, they will not scale their business, but it's something they've been doing for so long. So if you are going into that particular setting, looking to help them digitize their paperwork into a digital product, you need to look at how efficient that book is. And efficiency, not just from the perspective of whether the data they key in is useful to them, but efficiency more in the ability to use that book. 
and think of, okay, if the person writes in the book once a day in build giving them my software, I should make it so that the solution will not insist that every other minute should make an input. Because their user behavior is that they key in data once a day. The moment your solution go, it goes against their user behavior, you are creating so many problems for yourselves. Because at the end of the day, you are adding more work to the already complicated where they already have to do in trying to source for products, sell products and all those things. So that's the first thing we learned. So for a long time before we wrote a single code for Kudigo, and I remember this very well, I was in Malata market, South Dakota market women, just spent days there. And the premise was simple because I personally believe that the problem was not because there was no software out there. The problem was that the software that were being built was not built with these people's use cases in mind. So if you're coming in with another solution, your best research is to sit at that store and observe and understand how their process flow is and take those learnings and bring it into the tech that you want to build. Because only then will you be able to create any value for these merchants. So that was one critical thing we have tried to do with our, our software solution. And it's been a very interesting journey for us. And Foster asked a question about um, how our solution helps them in terms of customer retention and all those things. Again, they already captured data. But then what we help them do is, for example, most of these people know who their customers are. They have their phone numbers on their phones and all those things. They'll call you. Hey, Kinsley, you buy a hatch. I mean, who actually yeah, bra. They have a, a, a sort of a process flow of going through that. What we did was that in building storefront, we made some modules such as the customer module, the sales module, the supplier module tied together, such that at the point of keying in a transaction, we prompt them to say, hey, do you want to capture Kinsley's information so that I can send my SMS receipt or offer him discounts and stuff like that? Now, by helping them capture that data, when COVID hit last year, where stores were shut down, people couldn't go out and all those things, they could now use that digitized customer record to engage with their customers and let them know that, oh, I still have products to sell, although my shop is closed. So it can reach out to me and get it. And they didn't have to go through it one by one. And the data was much more cleaner. For this time around, they knew exactly the kind of product that Kinsley wanted. They didn't have to play any gears work anymore. So again, that for us was critical in even getting most of these merchants to activate an online store. Because at the end of the day, it's their customers who buy from them in the physical stores who will promote or patronize their e-commerce business as well. And so ensuring that that data captured is useful to the businesses first and foremost has been one of the ways we've ensured that our products is being used as often as possible by these retailers. So um, I, I'm sure that sort of captures the, the key um, points in the question that Foster asked. I don't know if I missed anything yet. Fantastic. You touched on all of them. I believe we are all learning. Please do not remember to follow Growth with TT on all social media channels. I have dropped it at Growth with TT on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, you can also tweet your gems that you pick up from the conversations as Kingsley and Naomi share a lot of these wise thoughts and experiences on Twitter with the hashtag Growth with TT, hashtag the building blocks. Uh, also remember to leave your questions in the chat room so that you do not forget them or note them down. And when we get into the Q&A session, which we'll be diving in very soon, you can get to ask your questions. Remember, no question is silly and don't be shy to ask because there's no camera or eyes looking at you. It's only your audio. So feel free to speak. Um, so 
let's let's move on to 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 a much uh, um, another part of this conversation, right? Advertising plays a significant role in being able to reach your customers. At which point of the business cycle do you think businesses can break out of the internal or, or internal marketing platforms to third-party platforms to reach larger markets and manage their costs, right? How and and for your business or speaking from your point of business, how how do you know which is the right, which is right for your business so that you don't end up everywhere? Naomi talked about um, knowing exactly where your customers live and being able to reach them through that. Could you go build? An, uh, an online application, they built a POS device, they built a, a, an application that functions on POS or point of sale terminals. Uh, then they also built a, a commerce solution as well, as well as built a solution on WhatsApp to allow businesses to be able to reach their customers. What, what are some of the elements? Is there like a checklist that you need to go through to be able to tell or it's an experiment that you need to go through in multiple phases. If you could walk uh, us through the process, uh, a blanket process for anyone here who is struggling with figuring out how to reach their customers, what would that uh, checklist or step-by-step -step process look like? Okay, um, I think I'll, 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 I'll take this one, then Kinsley can come in. So um, one thing that we need to understand is that when we are talking about advertisements or advertising, then we are talking about paid. I, I know most of the time we use this interchangeably, but the moment you are using advertising, then you're talking about the fact that you are going to pay to get your product to be communicated. Now, um, but I know we are talking about the general thing about just advertising, the normal keyword that we use. Advertise, advertise, I'm advertising my products, I'm advertising my services. Now, as a business, I feel that even before you start to sell, you need to start advertising. You need to let people know what you are into. You need to communicate who you are. You need to know um, what, what is it that you are selling. So the number one thing, if we are talking about checklist, number one thing is, what am I selling? what am I selling? Now, when you take what you are selling, you are supposed to now understand the service or the product in there. What is the value? What is the benefit of what I am selling? The key thing that we have to understand is that the, the targeted customers are not coming to buy just the product. They are coming to buy the benefits that the product will give to them. They are in for value for money. So you can't just go about and saying, oh, I am selling, um, I am selling, um, let's say, bottle of water. What can the water do for them? Why is your water better than your competitors own? So that one is very, very key. Understand the product that you, you want to bring out. Then you are good to go. Now, as I said earlier, now you know the product that you want to sell. Who are your target markets? Who are those that you are going to target? Who are those that you want to sell into? Where will you find them? This is, this is a point where you, you need what we call the customer avatar, where you profile your customers, you humanize them to think, okay, who will my customers be? So now let's take Kaya. We, are go we want to advertise as Kaya 
we, are, we understand that we are into grocery shopping services. Now, if we are into grocery services, who are our target market? So we put somebody in our mind. Who could that person be? That person could be, let's say, Madame Michelle of Lambshare, right? Now, Madame Michelle of Lambshare, why are we choosing her? Because we understand her characteristics. She's married, she's a busy mom, she's a mom entrepreneur, that means running her own businesses. She teaches as well, aside the entrepreneurship, she has a full-time eight to five job. Now, that means that she's very, very busy and she cannot go to the market. So she needs something that will relieve her of the stress. So when we are going to sell to Madame Michelle, we are now going to say, okay, we are going to sell stress-free shopping activities to Madame Michelle. Sorry about the noise. It, start, it just started raining right there. Sorry about that. Now, once we know, where would Madame Michelle really see our advert if we want to place an advert? Is it the radio? Is it the TV? Is it the newspaper? Is it social media? Now, social media has taken the waste. I've already spoken about that. So every business wants to go onto the social media platform. What people don't know is that WhatsApp status is also part of the social media platform. Your WhatsApp status can really sell. Your WhatsApp chat, the group that you are in, your clients, personal selling, referrals, and all those things. So where would Madame Michelle really see our ads? Which one are we using? What are the medium, medias available? What are the mediums I can use to reach Madame Michelle? These are the key points, knowing your product, knowing your customer very well, in-depth, understanding who she is, developing your customer avatar, and then knowing the medium in which you want to reach Madame Michelle to distribute your message is very, very key in advertising the right way to Madame Michelle. Are we getting it? So understand all these processes, then you will know which one you are picking. However, don't forget that now we are in a technological age, we keep improving. So no matter what you do, do not cut digital marketing out of your work. Probably you might be using websites because of the product that you are using. That is also there. So you need to pick, you can mix, you can mix the platforms up in order to sell. You can mix the platform up in order to sell. Thank you very much. Kinsley, I'm hoping that she can also add something. Um, Naomi, I think you really <laughs> touched on almost everything. And I think I, I agree with everything that you said. Um, at the end of the day, like Naomi um, kept saying, there is not, there's no one fit for all, right? And so you need to be very quick about experimenting with various tools and do not assume, right? You know, like she said, do not assume that, okay, by having a Facebook page, people will go there, they won't. You know, because Facebook also has an algorithm that ensures that they should be pulled only things that they think are important to them. You know, and sometimes, I mean, we sort of make the mistake of thinking that once you start a business, all your friends must buy from you. They don't have to buy from you. They can support you, but they don't have to buy from you. It doesn't mean they don't like you. It's just a matter of choice, okay? So don't try to shove your products or your business down the throats of your friends. And once they reject it, you feel that all is lost. Define your customer properly, as Naomi rightly said. Have a customer persona. What, do, what things do your customers do? And find those customers wherever they are. If they're not in your circle of friends, go beyond that. 
it helps to have friends who, who buy your produce, but then sometimes the downside of that particular approach is that they will try to be very nice with you, so don't give you the right kind of feedback. But then somebody who you don't know, who is paying you for a service, will be very happy to tell you their mind because at the end of the day, they are paying for a service. You know, so I think um, that's the only thing I'll add. Just you know, be very sort of um, be very sort of um, practical about your customer segmentation. Be very conscious of who your customers are, and be ready to accept whatever feedback or whatever pivot you need to do in rolling out your uh, marketing tools, whether it's paid or unpaid. So long as it's bringing you traction and revenue, that really is all that matters. Um, back to you, Foster. Fantastic. I hope you're all learning. I have picked a lot of points from there. You need to understand exactly what your product is. You need to define or develop a customer avatar or a customer persona to be able to tell who your customer is in terms of uh, use cases that they could potentially see as pain points for them. And then you need to know where your customers live before you can decide what channels to use as your primary, secondary, and tertiary marketing channels. Um, and lastly, and Foster, yes, please go ahead. I wanted to add one thing just as you started talking. I wanted to add that in all this, don't forget to also be, be looking at your competitors. I call them my, my, they are not my enemies. I call them my partners, actually, my competitors. That's what I call them. I call them my partners. So in everything that we are doing, one key thing, especially to understand and know which channels to also sell, is to be looking from our competitors. Hey, trust me, every idea, every strategy, every advertising platform that you see, uh, you see people use, Trust me, they were stolen from their competitors. They were stolen. They were learned from other people. We keep learning from our competitors. Yes, you, you, you take it, then you, you become innovative, add some things to it, and then you also do it. I saw my competitor going for exhibitions because all the time I was like, what will I be going to exhibitions to go and do? I am in the market. I'm selling tomatoes, pepper, and all that. So what will I be going to exhibitions to go and do? Am I going to... Um, I am an online platform. Am I going to exhibit tomatoes and all that? But first, uh, trust me, in 2019, the British Council and the GIZ organized an exhibition for businesses at, in Kumatea Golden, Golden Bean. And I said, okay, by then I had seen one of my competitors, Big Sam's G, it's gone for an exhibition and showcased uh, tomatoes, onions, and all that. So I just bought, I think it was just hundreds of this worth of groceries to the place. By the time I got there, within 20 minutes, I was sold out. I was sold out, but there was no way I could go back to the market and bring other groceries back to the market. I was sold out. So yes, in everything that we, the elements that we have given you, don't forget that. Look, look for your competitors. Look at what they are doing, the platforms they are using, the ways they are using to advertise. Learn from them add something to it and then use it as well and know who the competitors are because you see somebody doing a fashion business right there in kumase now as a startup and be seeing herself be seeing um who who should i say Abebio or account fashion who is international as their competitor yes they are your competitor but they are indirect competitors you should be learning from them 
your competitors, your direct competitors and your real competitors are those within your, 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 your current um, uh, environment, not those people really up there. When you reach their level, you, they can't be your competitors. So let's also be focused and know who really our competitors are. So I wanted to ask that competitor. Fantastic. Naomi, are you still with us? Yes. Fantastic. Oh, don't tell me that everything I said is gone. No, no, no. We heard you. We heard you. I just wanted to be okay. sure that landed. Yes, Thank I've you very it. much for that addition. So that was the last point to the various uh, stages you need to go through to be able to define clearly what customer channels to choose and never forget to keep an eye on what your competitor is doing. I call it the benefit of example. Why go through the stress of trying to learn about the same customers you want to serve when you have a competitor who has done the work? Your life becomes easier. So if you are not a first mover to the market, you always have an advantage to learn from the past or the pioneers and innovate on making your service better for people. We are going to be moving into the Q&A session now, and I'll it's a very simple routine if you have any question you can use the raise your hand button uh, raise your hand feature and i would call on you or you can drop a message in the chat and i will draw your attention uh so long as there's no one on the floor you can unmute your mic and draw my attention to speak and i would give you the floor um you would be entitled to one minute to ask your question. Please be straightforward as much as possible when you're asking your question. If it is a contribution, be clear to define that right from the onset. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are in, currently in the Q&A session and I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, I see some very experienced business people here as well. Big ups, Kojo Dugan, uh, King David, and call for, for making time to join our session. Please, you can chip in as you have uh, so, so much experience in these areas as well, running your businesses. Any questions? Any questions? Emmanuel, please go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, my question, please, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and loud. Uh, hello? Yes, we can hear you, please go ahead. Connection is a little bit loud. Hello, Emmanuel. We can hardly hear you, Emmanuel. Can you? We can hardly hear you. You, you seem to have a connection challenge. Will it be possible to type your question out in the chat and I will read it out loud? Okay.
then I think I have to type. Let me type. Okay, thank you very much. So whilst Emmanuel is typing, you can mute your mic now, Emmanuel. Whilst Emmanuel is typing his question, if you have a question, you can please go ahead, drop it in the chat, or you can ask, uh, you can unmute your mic if the floor is open and there's no one on the floor, and go ahead and speak. Any questions? Any questions? Any questions? Yes. Good evening. Hi, Rose. Good evening. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Very interesting uh, session. Uh, learned a few things today. Uh, when you're very early stage uh, startup and um, you have a very big market uh, trying to figure out where to start, what are the like um, steps, advisable steps to take? to start carving out your market and so that you can get traction quickly. My startup has struggled a lot with the sales and just understanding our customer. Okay, Kinsley, Naomi, did you get the question? Yeah, I, I did. Um, let me just take the first part of that. So um, is it um, Rose? Okay, so hi Rose. Um, so um, I'll just talk from um, our own personal experience. What we realized was that when we started out to build our stuff and solution, from the onset, we knew that Ghana was not a revenue market. Reason being that um, from a market size and a digital financial perspective, Ghana was not gonna be where we'll make our money from. But then a Ghanaian customer will give us so much sort of um, work to do that we'll learn so much from them and be able to sell to a more easy customer because it builds a better product from these learners. So from the right onset, we saw Nigeria being a revenue market. So we did all our use cases, all our product iteration based on the Ghanaian context, but focused all our revenue drives in Nigeria. And it paid off for us big time. So my, 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 my feedback to you will be, try to understand where your product is most wanted. If it's a digital product, look at a market where there's high digital adoption and try to see if that is where you make your money from or if that is where you get enough learnings to build a solid product. Because those two things, although different, are linked together. Being able to get the right feedback to make your product solid and being able to sell to people who are willing to pay. Those two things work together. So again, sorry for your struggles, but I mean, just try to pivot it a bit and see if you can try this approach and see if it works for you. Um, so that's my, my take on that. Okay, so um, I don't know, the link keeps breaking. Can everyone hear me? Foster, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you loud and clear now. Okay, so Rose, thank you for the question. Kinsley, that was awesome. Rose, I want to share this with you. Hopefully it will, it will, it will help. So when we started, we started off, mom entrepreneurs, schools were not our target market. We had targeted busy persons who were in the bank especially, especially. So we will wake up very early in the morning because in the bank, you have to be there like by 6.30 a.m. You pitch to them because they start work at seven. 
So during their morning session, that is when we went to pitch to them. Now in Kumasi, we went to almost like all the banks in Kumasi. This is what we realized. We realized that most of the people in the bank, especially the females that we thought were our customer, um, our target market, were very single between the ages of 22 to 30 years and who are not really people that are cooking. They would close from work and they might, their boyfriends might buy them food or they will buy food from the roadside or they will just buy few groceries and they would take it to the house and, 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 and cook. They are not those that are willing to pay money for you to go to the market and buy them things in bulk, store it in their fridge because if they are even staying alone, they are just in one, one room apartment and they don't need all these grocery things. But when we, 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 we kept going, we wanted to learn, we wanted to learn, then we had our first customer, then we had our second customer, then we had our third customer. In, the, in one year of our existence, we realized that no, 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 no. Those in the bank, the corporate people were not our target marketers. They, they are not our target market, sorry. The, our target market are actually entrepreneurs who are very busy and who are mothers. Entrepreneurs who are mothers, who are married, who are busy, uh, older people who are even in the working class group, women and even men who are busy, people from outside Ghana who have families here, their mothers who want to show them affection on, 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 on uh, uh, occasion days like Christmas, like Easter, like birthday. And we have to preach to them the reason why they need to choose food staff as a way to show them um, love rather than any other thing. And then we, 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 we then got those outside Ghana to be shopping for their families right here in Ghana. We got the moms who are entrepreneurs to be shopping all the time, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, encouraging them to buy in bulk as well because they saw value for money. Then as we are entering into our third year, do you know the funny thing? We now have another set of target markets, which are the students. The students at KUST, the students at the various tertiary schools. They want to come on board. What we have realized recently is that the amount we are charging is a bit higher for them. So we are looking for ways in order to make it easier. Because of that, we've just acquired a delivery van, which will be doing our deliveries, and then we can reduce it for students. So because they will be buying in bulk. So my dear Rose, it's a process. You need to learn from it. Yes, when you were starting, you had a target market. But as Kingsley said, feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback is what is helping us. Always be willing to listen. Always be willing to ask questions. My customers sometimes when we started, they could say, why? Why are you always asking us questions? Because anytime they make a purchase, I would send them a question for them to answer because I wanted to understand. And I wanted to understand what they really wanted. And, and I have uh, some of my customers online right now. I have Michelle of Lamse. I have Nafisa all right here listening to me and they can attest to it. We were always sending them questions to answer. We wanted to understand. So Rose, yes, now it's difficult, but at a point you get a clear picture. So yes, now you go on with what you are doing, but be open, listen, look, use all the senses and then figure it out. It will, it will, it will, it will be in focus very soon. You will know who you have to target 
along the line. Then you can add the surpluses to it. Those that um, they might be shopping once in a while and all that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great point. I hope that answers your question, Rose. Yeah, it does. Give me some ideas as well. Fantastic. So the summary of their input is that every business is a process. You don't just start as a, come out as a baby and start running. You have to move through the stages of crawling, uh, the stages of walking. Then you can start to jump and start to run, start to climb, right? So it's very, very important to understand that you don't have to figure out everything, but you just need to start. And while you start, you need to create mechanisms to collect feedback as often as possible and be able to translate this feedback into business decisions, right? Either to pivot, either to, to pause and halt and all of that. And that brings me to my next question, which Emmanuel was trying to ask. Now, and this question is directed to Naomi. Uh, Emmanuel is trying to ask, what did you do to the app after you realized your customers were not using it? This is a challenge most businesses face. They build a product, they realize uh, the initial expectation or reaction they were expecting from the market wasn't what it is. Should they discard it? Should they reuse it? Should they? So you can speak from your personal experience and you can broaden it as well. Okay, thank you very much, Foster. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. So when we did the survey and then we found out that our customers were not really in tune with um, our app and what they uh, and how it even works and everything. Um, I, I've forgotten the quote, but I, I don't know if it's my uh, role model, Brian Tracy, who says that when you are doing something, you know it's the surest way, but it's not working put it somewhere, bring in what the others want, and then later on you can pick it and combine it. So that is exactly what we did. The app is there. The app even made us win the MPN app challenge in 2018, but we had to do what, we needed the revenue. So we had to go the customer's way. So we started off with allowing them to send us their orders via WhatsApp. That is what we've been doing. And then improving the app and building on it in such a way that they would understand. Now, um, we've got two years. Now we have over 50 clients with over 500 orders. Because we did that, we allow them to send us their orders via the app. And via the WhatsApp, and then we put the app somewhere, work, work, allowing others to work, um, the tech team to work on it to make it very, very comfortable. The, the strategy that we have put in place in order for our clients to use the app is that we are going to do what we call sales promotion, whereby we are going to teach our clients how to use the app. We are going to promote it intensively. Then we are going to give a discount on anyone that uses the app. So if Michelle is online and Michelle wants to shop with us, if Michelle shops for like 300 worth of goods, she's probably going to pay 30 cents for our service charge. However, if she uses, she sends her orders through the app, it might reduce to 8%. So that is what we are going to use in order to encourage them. Not forgetting that we need to teach them exactly how to use the app, how to install it, 
how to send their order. Though it's not difficult, but we need to also make sure that they understand. So that is exactly what we are going to do. But for now, our customers are comfortable with the WhatsApp, sending us their orders via WhatsApp. That's why we've created the broadcast platform and everything for them. They are using it. However, the app will still come into place. The strategy has already been drawn this year. We are rolling the app out where we are going to use sales promotion, discount sales. So if you use the app to send in your order, that is just take a picture of the orders and send it to us. The same way they will send to us via WhatsApp, then they are going to get a discount on it. So that is what we are going to do, Emmanuel. I don't know if that helps you. Hello? Is anyone here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting point. Casey, do you have anything to add? No, I think Naomi covered it. I think Naomi just killed this one, so I'm good. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so Naomi's point is very, very important. You need to really understand, first of all, that when you are getting into the market, it's not really about what you're about. It's not really about what your desired state is as a business. It is really about what the pain, they need a pain reliever for is. And so if you get into the market with your initial intention and it doesn't work, listen to the customer, come back. If you have to shelf your initial plan and focus on solving their problems, then you can acquire the customers and gradually transform their behavior into what you want them to adopt, right? So it's a whole change management process that you need to factor into uh, custom, uh, your customer acquisition, customer retention, and also market penetration plan. So do figure out this. Uh, I'm sure this is a homework or this is something we can pick up as a separate conversation in one of our, one of our webinar sessions. So uh, I hope Naomi answered your question, Emmanuel. Um, Next question is from Dennis. Did I miss any questions? Okay. Uh, Akwesi is asking, what are some of the blocks aside not identifying the right channels as you mentioned? Akwesi, if you can give some context to your question, I'm sure they'll be able to uh, give you some good uh, gems. Hello, Akwesi. I, I think basically he's asking um, what other challenges that are in business aside the identifying the channel. Okay. If you, do you can you can you address the the question? Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, Zachary, please go ahead. Yes, exactly like she mentioned, uh, you've talked a lot about identifying the channel. And I think that is a major issue, but I'm looking at if you have a new establishment, what other challenges like she mentioned could also be a, a huge block on your way. So if I get your question right, Akwesi, what other potential challenges aside finding the right channel for your customers could be a roadblock as part of your route to market, right? 
Yes. Okay. I think most of these uh, points have been raised in, in the submissions of Kingsley and Naomi Pryor. Uh, maybe you would want to reiterate it, Naomi Kingsley, or I, I can just summarize it and we would move on to the next question. Yeah, maybe you can summarize it for him. But the only thing I'll say is that, look, at the end of the day, you start a business to make money. So the moment you are not making money, you are not into business. Whether it's a new business or an old business, the bottom line is to make money. So if whatever challenges or whatever problems you are solving is not affecting the bottom line, then Charlie, we need to I mean, reevaluate all that. So that's the only thing I'll add to it. As a social entrepreneur, I also come in that at the end of the day, you're in to make money, but then to also impact the world. <laughs> Socially and environmentally. If you are in business, but, but, but if you are in business and you are not making the money, um, but then you are making an impact, trust me, the money will come. Because sometimes we have to be, um, Kinsey, we have to be real right when you started code uh Codigo and when i started emb we're not making i remember there were months at the end of the day i would deduct everything and i would get nine students one city five cities there were months i would deduct my store rent and um, my deliveries and everything and i'll i'll it me i'll be i'll be in the negative meaning that i have even put in my money so the money is not going to come in the for, for the reality in the in one year in two years in three years the last time i checked it was mostly after five years that you start making some good money out there so um the roadblocks outside the channels are many and i think most of the sessions from uh foster previously and even this one we've mentioned some aside finding the right channel sometimes you can't even find the customers like uh rose acts the customers, the right customers, you are not even finding. And when you find the right customers, sometimes you don't even have the funds, the resources, the mentors, and everything in order to do it. Sometimes you want to really do the business, but you don't even know how to go about it. And like I, I said earlier, don't forget, steal from your competitors. Hey, they are doing what you have already, what you are coming to do. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. They are they are good. Look look at hello Naomi. Finding an internship as well. Trust me, we have business mentors. Where I mean that if you are let's say in the fashion business, look for a fashion company that you want to be like, like a role model. Look at what they are doing. Define it to suit what you want to do. That is business mentor, not like the individual mentorship that we talk about. Most of us have a plan of what we want to do, but we don't really know where we want. You think you know where you want to get to, but you need to have a pictorial evidence of where you want to. And when you see a business in your industry that has reached that level, and you say, whoa, one day I want to be like this or bigger than this, then you have a business mentor. You'll be looking at them, you'll be learning from them, and you doing exactly what they are doing. So 
um Akwesi, the, the the problems every business has its own the key among them is mostly the money finding the customers finding the channels when you find the channels even about team management getting the right employees as i'm talking to you now i am doing a one-man job at the moment i am doing accounting i am doing um, um marketing everything for emb aside my professional jobs that i do because you find the person you train the person the next moment the person is gone so that is also another problem that we find ourselves but if, i think if you check all the uh first i have put the link in the uh, chat session most of the sessions have already talked about it and then you can pick something up thank you fantastic thank you very much naomi uh next question is from it's from Dennis Mwangi, if I got your name right. I am a one-man show on my platform, and my platform is for anyone who has a smartphone or, an inter on the, or the internet, but the uptake is really slow, and the paid ads aren't helping much. What can you advise? Dennis, what does your business do? Uh, maybe it can give them some context to be able to give you a better advice. Hello, Dennis. Are you there with us? Um, yes, I'm, I'm here. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. Yes, so I, I was just even typing. So my platform is a, it's a one-stop shop offer platform. So offers are there and they are ever-ending. I mean, they're never ending. So I can have a platform for one. I mean, I can have an offer for one hour, two hours, one month, two months, and it cuts across every single domain. It can be in construction, it can be in the food industry, it can be in a professional service. So I've just even put the, let me just put just a link there. Then I don't know, you guys can just advise. My biggest issue is um, I'm not getting. I'm not, I'm not getting traction. I've been pushing it like for eight months now, but I still don't feel the traction is as it as it as it should be. Okay. Um, does this give you context, uh, Kingsley Naomi? Does this give you context? Yes, it does, but I want Kinsley to start since he, because of critical, and then I probably will come in. All right, Kinsley, the, the, the ball is in your court. Uh, looks like okay. he is off the call. Uh, okay, let me let me let me delve into it. So, um, Daniel, I think that's the name, or Dennis. Dennis, good. Yep. Dennis, what I realize is that the problem is about communication. It's about the communication. It's about the content. I've not gone to your page, but I'm using the information you just put here. So you see, when you put the information there, 
I didn't really understand what she was talking about. When Foster was even asking the questions, I think even the the clarity wasn't really coming in until you actually posted the link and I saw office galore. So that means that you just, any offer in any industry, you put something there and people are supposed to go in. So it's like more like, um, how do they call this? Um, um it's if, if if i can jump in it's like um a reference site so it's yes. the, the platform is there mm -hmm. to tell guys that if you need any offer come to our page then choose whatever category you would want an offer then from there it redirects you to that specific uh the, the person who's giving out the offer so it's like a reference site thank you so so yes. so more like if it's, if let's say you are you want clothes and um clothes and those that are doing let's say discount sales or promotions once the person comes to your platform and the person select the category of clothing is going to direct the person to clothing shops that are doing um discount sales right yes thank you so you see, I had to probe to get this. And don't forget that online, people are not there to, you are not there to answer these questions. The content you put out there is supposed to answer these questions I just asked you as an experiment. Do you get me? So every content you put out there is supposed to respond to, 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 it's supposed to, you are supposed to put yourself in the minds of people like me, your target audience, in order for your content to answer those questions. And I saw you saying that you do paid ads and it's still not working. Yes, where do you do the paid ads? Is it on Google? Is it on Facebook? Is it on Instagram, on Twitter? Probably all the platforms. But one thing that we do not understand, most people do not understand, and they will not pay us as digital marketers to work on it for you guys is that, the fact that you are doing paid ads doesn't mean that your ad is going to work. All these platforms are using algorithms. You need your SEM and search engine marketing words, keywords, and your search engine op uh, optimization keywords as well. You need to inculcate them in there. And even when, for instance, if you take Facebook and you're doing Facebook ads, your target market is there for you to select. You can choose um, the interest. So people who will be interested in something. There are a lot of processes you go through in order to get your ad to be working. The kind of picture that you even use and everything. If I were you, I wouldn't really be using Facebook. Do you know why? Because now Facebook, I think somewhere last year, they, 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 put in, they made the algorithm in such a way that Clicking a link on Facebook for a third-party advertisement is slower. So if you want to really do an ad on uh, a, a third-party ad with a link on Facebook, that means you need to be paying at least $5 a day for that. Do you get it? So the best way is to rather bring part of your project online on Facebook and be doing the office there as well. So the paid ad is even structured, you should structure it in such a way that it's going to bring in the, the leads that you really want. If not, you have your site there, you'll be paying money to Facebook, to Instagram, to Google, to everybody, but still, 
they are not directing people there because probably your content is not really giving out the message that you're supposed to give out. And then your ad is not structured in such a way that it's enticing people to even click and come there. And, and, and for such an ad, you should be choosing click, uh, cost per click, so that the only charge you is somebody clicks and then you don't waste a lot of money. We can talk more after this if if you if you so want. I think if if, if Kinsley is here, he can share something. Okay, thanks. Yeah, Kinsley still off. Um, I think very very. I hope uh, this answers your question, Dennis. One thing that I would add is understanding. You should be able to understand the buyer's journey, right? The buyer's journey is a is a step-by-step -step process that's that allows you to understand at what point to attack or to uh to reach a customer right when you put something online for the first time if it is the first time a product is going out then you you need to first of all create awareness about it you need to create awareness about it so you can before a product even comes to market as part of the roadmap to, to its route to market strategy, you need to clearly define, you need to clearly define how you are going to tease people and educate them about what pain you are solving for them. Right. And this comes in the in the awareness and consideration phase. And that's if you if you the the, the customer journey is like a funnel, right? It's like a funnel. And what happens is that you, you create awareness to a large base of people, including the audience of your competitors. Then you put them in a state of consideration where they start to compare what you are offering them and what they already are getting or what they could potentially get from other uh, players on the market. And then they try to make a decision from there. So catching a buyer or creating an ad campaign online, you need to define clearly what the goals of that campaign is and get advice if you don't have if you don't have all the information from experts to help you do that so you don't spend your marketing budget on a try on a trial and error basis in as much as doing that as a startup sometimes helps you but to cut down costs you need to be as precise as possible and target your funds towards where you can get maximum output as much as possible so you can explore the options naomi has given you but do read about the buyer's journey. We'll probably do a session on this and be able to address it in a much more broader scope. And you understand how the buyer transitions from being, being in the known, uh, putting it into consideration, transitioning into, into making a decision, and then converting into a paying customer, as well as being retained afterwards as a paying customer into a loyal customer. So all these are various stages and require different types of ad campaigns or marketing strategies to be able to get the customers to stick and go through or transition from one stage to the other. So um, if there's no more questions, I don't see any more questions here. Um, I hope this session was very, 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 very fruitful and, and insightful to you as it was to me. Do continue the conversation on Twitter and all other social media channels. You can still drop your questions on our social media channels and we'll be happy to uh, address them as and when they come in. Uh, follow us on all social media pages, go through TT, 
Thank you all for joining today's uh, Go Through TT webinar session, which was focused on understanding the building blocks of, of business channels, of your business channels. And I'm very grateful, Naomi, I'm very grateful, Kinsley, for making time to drop these gems. Typically, this would have been a consulting session where we would have had to pay some sums of money. But thankfully, with your help, we are getting all this information for free. I'm sure the attendees are grateful as I am for you joining us today to pay forward into the community by supporting through knowledge sharing uh, on the Go3TT platform. I hope you all enjoyed the deep dive into today's conversation and found it as informative and enlightening as I did. If you are keen and curious on what the next webinar is going to be about, uh, join us on the 29th of May. We'll be talking about understanding the building blocks of customer relationships. Because we've talked about your business model as a whole. We've talked about your value proposition as a business. We've talked about customer segmentation. With, we, today, we discussed identifying where your customers live. Once you have identified where your customers live and how to get access to them, what do you do? You now need to cultivate a relationship with them. So next week, we are going to be discussing, uh, sorry, on the 29th of May, we are going to be discussing customer relationships and what it entails and how it is going to improve your business once you have identified your business channels. If you want to talk and engage more in between the episodes, do follow us on all our social media pages, as I mentioned, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we are, all these sessions are recorded and available as episodes uh, on Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Breaker, for you to be able to stream based on your options. So please do feel free. We have your email addresses. If you registered, we'll add you to, uh, we asked for all those who want to opt in to receive updates uh, in the registration form. We'll add you to our mailing list and we can, you can receive updates on upcoming events and opportunities that may be available to you within the community. So you can, you can also search for the podcast by just typing Go3TT on each of these platforms that we've mentioned. That's all for today, folks. Uh, I do share the knowledge with your friends. Don't keep it to yourself because you got it for free and you can pass it on for free. That is the only way we can make Africa great again by passing on the right information and invite them to join the next episode. Do have a lovely evening and a restful weekend. Bye for now. See you all on the 29th of March.